that shit. Word, word. Fuck that other shit. You know what I'm saying? We gonna do a little something like this. What's up, Uncut Fantasy Sports World? Coming to you live on Wednesday, December 11th. From Blackburn Studios, AB is here to break down game by game week 15 of the 2019 fantasy football season, your semi-finals. Wow. If you've made it this far, congratulations. The slate of games is very, very middle of the road. A lot of over-unders in that mid-40 type of range, uh, which makes this week fun, but it's going to be hard to plug in a lot of sleepers or predict a lot of busts without a lot of games that stand out on the slate outside of the obvious plays. So let's run through week 15 of the fantasy football season, game by game, as you prepare for your semi-finals. Let's go. It's like that, y'all. It's like that, y'all. All right, so semi-final time in fantasy football. Man, you know that feeling where you're right here and... Obviously a win, and you got something big to play for in week 16. No win and a loss in the semifinals is fucking devastating if you've made it this far. So listen up. We're going to break everything down. Um, Starting off with Thursday night football, the New York Jets go to Baltimore Baltimore with the spread of the week, 15 and a half points, with your over-under overly hovering around 45 or so, depending on where you're looking. Um, So sign number one is don't start your Jets. None of them. None of them. If Ryan Griffin from the tight end spot broke your fucking heart last week, don't worry, he's already been ruled out. But outside of them, I don't start any of them. If you want to start Le'Veon in PPR, go for it. Hopefully he doesn't go bowling uh, this Saturday or this uh, Wednesday. But, um, I mean, even Le'Veon, go for it. Uh, Good luck. Good luck. He has turned into a much more obvious floor player than ceiling player this year. This is a really tough defense. We'll we'll see how much run he gets, but um, on outside of you know thinking about Le'Veon, no other Jets are startable. Called out Robbie Anderson last week for being a sleeper. He hit again week to week. Uh, I'm sorry, back to back weeks, but no, not this week. Jamison Crowder way off the map. Darnold, forget about it. Sounds like Lamar is going to be fine, which is huge, obviously, for everyone who's ridden Lamar to their fantasy semifinals. Um, The one uh, piece of, call it, questionability when it comes to the Ravens, if Mark Andrews is in, I think you got to start him. You got to start him, you know, just at such a weak tight end position um, in such a nice matchup. Got to start. Got to start Mark Andrews. Just got to hope there's not some mid-game injury bullshit thing that happens. If he's out, 
give a look. Give a look to Boyle and Hurst. These guys are both young players. They both scored last week. If you need a tight end streamer, um, as you may or may not have needed all season long, both of these guys are serviceable in this game. One thing I will say about both of those guys, keep an eye on the weather. If it's a weather type of game, I wouldn't you know roll the dice on either of those guys. But as always with Baltimore, Lamar, yep. Ingram, yep. Sunday, Patriots are on to Cincinnati. Yikes. A lot of drama happening right now in New England between this uh, video production crew losing two straight, first loss in, home, uh, in Foxborough in two years. This should be a potential fuck you Brady game. And look, I, I know if you're hesitant about him and you can read more about him in our uh, sleeper weekly weekly sleeper column we called him out but if there's going to be a Brady game the rest of the year this is going to be it going to Cincinnati pissed off coming under all this scrutiny and questioning his you know career uh, length and and this and that this is a great game to try and start Brady even if his receivers aren't getting open against Cincinnati you got a choice. You got a chance. Um, you know, on uh, another piece of this New England team has been the James White versus Sony Michelle debate. That's basically over now. I don't know how you can start Sony Michelle anymore. I mean, five rushes for eight yards against the fucking Chiefs last week, a team that they trucked over on the ground last year. I, I don't think you can start Sony Michelle anymore. It looks like a nice James White game. Um, for the Bengals, you know, we talked about Joe Mixon a little bit in our sleeper column too. Uh, he's the type of guy who is going to get unequivocal workload, should be a lot of dump off, dump off passes. Um, and if the Pats do struggle with their offense again, Cincinnati should have decent field position. So if you have Mixon and you've been, you know, start, sit, debating him all season, get that. I actually kind of like him this week. Do not like Tyler Boyd. Boyd has come back to life the last month or so. Um, definitely has been you know, significantly helped by Andy Dalton, which is uh, a great sentence, uh, but not against the Patriots defense, not against Gilmore and McCourty and all those guys. Do not start Tyler Boyd in your fantasy football semifinals. The always entertaining Tampa Bay Buccaneers go to the Detroit Lions um, kind of goes without saying, but with Mike Evans out for the year, Godwin is going to go ahead and slot into a, I call it top three or four rest of season wide receiver. He's been in the top 10 for the last, I don't know, several weeks, uh, but now he's firmly entrenched in that ranking right now. Um, Tampa Bay's got a few good dart throws too. Obviously the Detroit, uh, Defense is abysmal, and they constantly are just getting, you know, destroyed with points. Perriman, pretty good dart throw, you know, post-type sleeper, came into the league, a lot of buzz around him. He's in a good position. Godwin could, you know, require the majority of the uh, attention now that Evans is out. Don't hate him as a dart throw. Just know that a guy like that, you know, that's scary shit in your fantasy football semis. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Could score again. Scored last week. Only had three catches, but did score. 
And I think he went three for like 70, something like that. Pretty good. His floor is terrifying. If you have a better option, do it. If you don't, you can do a lot worse with a dart throw. OJ Howard, good dart throw. Uh, if you need a, if you need a tight end, if Mark Andrews is your tight end and he gets ruled out, and you're not feeling any either of the Baltimore substitution tight end guys, OJ Howard, not a bad dart throw, particularly with Mike Evans out. Um, on Detroit, you know, go ahead and start your wide receivers as you normally would. We know all about Tampa Bay's defense at this point, which is one of the beautiful parts about being so late into the season. Uh, Galladay, yep. If Marvin Jones is your best ball option, close your eyes and pray. But, you know, the matchup couldn't be much better. Talked about Bo Scarborough in our Week 15 bust column this week. The problem with Bo is, well, there's a few problems. Um, His team sucks. His offensive line is average at best. And he's just a grinder early down type of guy um so you mix all of that together you think about how tampa bay has the number one rush defense in the league and Bo doesn't catch any balls and detroit should be playing from behind no thanks don't get cute with Bo this week an easy week to bench him sure he could plunge in from the one yard line off of the Jameis winston pick but that's what you're betting on, and that's his upside. Do not start Bo Scarborough this week. Classic NFC North games. The Chicago Bears go up to Green Bay. The Bears, who are somehow still hanging around the playoff picture, uh, are facing the Packers in what right now looks to be around a 40, at best, 40.5 point over-under. I, I think the number one thing to take away there is um, you really really have a tough time selling me on trusting david montgomery in this game if you have a fantasy football game to win and you've seen what david montgomery has done you take away that touchdown catch he had on uh, thanksgiving day i mean it's been a while since he's put together a good game he started fumbling more he lost a fumble last game i think david montgomery is a bench in this game with that low over under no no thanks Um, One thing I will say about um, Green Bay, Rodgers historically does not play very well against Chicago. And last week, they kind of slept walk through their game with the Washington Redskins. Rodgers kind of shit the bed on you there in your uh, fantasy quarterfinal. If you started him and you were lucky enough to survive, we would go QB hunting for someone else this week. Just don't, I, I would not expect a Rodgers ceiling game. Just history is not on his side. Chicago is much more susceptible on the ground. Um, so, you know, that makes, obviously, Aaron Jones has been on one of the, you know, fantasy, he's on. He's a fantasy all-star right now. Devontae Adams, of course, you're going to start. Allen Robinson, of course, you're going to start. Just feel a little iffy about Rodgers and his quarterback uh, counterpart, Please don't chase Miss Trubisky's points. You cannot look at your fantasy football semifinal roster and have your quarterback be Mitch Trubisky. I, I don't care. I do not care if he puts up over 300 yards and scores multiple touchdowns. There is just no way. And look, we get it. The fantasy football playoffs, particularly semifinals and finals, are very opportunistic. And there will be guys in your lineup that you would have never thought 
you would have in a playoff lineup. It happens every single year. But at quarterback, Mitch Trubisky on the road in Lambeau, don't chase those points. No way. Houston goes to Tennessee in what is all of a sudden a really fun AFC South uh, playoff race to watch. Um, Love Tannehill again. We talked about him last week. We're going to talk about him again this week. He's been in our sleeper column for about a month straight now. Love him this week. Houston hemorrhages points through the air. Beautiful 50-point over-under with Tennessee uh, favored. Love Tannehill this week. I think we went as high as ranking him number four, which is crazy to think about. But how are you going to argue with that? I mean, the Houston secondary has been destroyed by competition. They made Drew Locke look like fucking Dan Marino last week. Dan Hill is coming off a high, high confidence game after shredding the Oakland Raiders. Love him again this week. He has just proven that his floor is there. His ceiling is very, very tough to match this year. He, he can run. He has great weapons around him. Love Tannehill this week. Um, and A.J. Brown stock is just skyrocketing, skyrocketing through the air. He's going to be one of the more fascinating players to see where he goes in 2020 fantasy football drafts. Right now, that's the type of guy where if you look at your lineup and you are not expecting to see A.J. Brown in it in your fantasy football playoffs, get it. Totally understand it, but don't be scared because all it takes is one with that guy. Tannehill constantly looks at him. Houston can score points, and this should be what we think is going to be a very sneaky uh, shootout type of game. You know, I don't hate Duke Johnson in this game in in a PPR league. Don't hate him. In In a shootout appeal type of game, I prefer Duke Johnson over Carlos Hyde. You know, if you're going to score on Tennessee, it's probably going to be through the air. Um, don't don't hate Duke Johnson this week. Uh, and we'll see what happens with uh, their wide receivers for everyone not named DeAndre Hopkins. Fuller is questionable as always. If he doesn't play, I, I guess you could make a case for Kenny Stills. I feel much more confident about A.J. Brown, which is probably a pretty obvious statement. Uh, but... I, I think this game has sneaky shootout written all over it. Weather should hold. It's not going to be too cold in Nashville. Love this game for fantasy football purposes. You you really should, you know, have some way to get a piece of this game, either through a quarterback, a wide receiver. Obviously, Derek Derrick Henry is arguably, you know, arguably making a case for a more valuable fantasy football playoff running back. Than Christian McCaffrey. I mean, the guy looks like it fucking hurts to tackle Derrick Henry. Um, so, yeah, this should be a really fun game to watch. Very important NFL game. Great fantasy football game. AFC West game. Denver Broncos go to Arrowhead to play the Kansas City Chiefs. I really like Philip Lindsay this week. And I know that that's not some, like, genius hot take. You know, uh, as long as he has... You know, a couple more successful games here. Uh, he's going to go over 1,000 yards. He should flirt with 10 touchdowns. We'll see how game flow kind of goes. The beautiful part about Philip Lindsay is he's not game script dependent. It doesn't matter if they're playing from behind or playing from ahead. That whole Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman conversation was dead weeks ago at this point. 
Um, really like him this week. If he's not in my top 10 running backs, he's pretty damn close. Uh, he's a no doubt about it starter in this game. And against a Kansas City defense that has, you know, given up a lot on the ground. I don't know why the fucking Patriots didn't take advantage of that, but that's neither here nor there. Love Lindsay this week. Um, Drew Locke looks really good for Cortland Sutton and looks really good for potentially himself. Um, you can't really, you can't fuck around and start Drew Locke on the road in Kansas City in your fantasy football semis. But Cortland Sutton, I mean, gained a lot of respect in 2019 from your uncut fantasy sports. The guy looks like a fucking baller. Obviously a high-level athlete. And Drew Locke being there has just continued to help Cortland Sutton's stats. Um, really like Sutton this week. Don't get too cute on Drew Locke. Another lovely dart throw, and we'll have to double check because I do not think he practiced today, is Noah Fant. I mean, every single time I feel like I play against Noah Fant, he has four catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Great tight end dart throw if he's still out on the waiver wire uh, and you're looking for a tight end to either fill in for one of your injured guys or you don't like the tight end matchup. I think Noah Fant is, is a great dart throw this week in what should be a game where Denver uh, is going to have to keep scoring. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if Kansas City can put everything together this week after a few very bizarre wins, but uh, low upside fantasy games over the last few weeks. Uh, I think I think Kansas City is going to come and, and ball out as far as their quarterback and wide receivers and, and, of course, Kelsey. But the Kansas City running backs, this is like one of the ugliest situations in the league, at least when it comes to Miami you know this Laird kid is going to play. In Kansas City, you have no idea who's going to lead the backfield in touches, targets, yards, who's going to score, who's not going to score. You just have no idea. It looks like Damian Williams might even be back this week, which just further muddies that water. But I don't think there's any situation where you can start a Kansas City running back in this game, in your fantasy football semis. No. Very, very, very sneaky shootout appeal. Miami goes to the New York football giants. Looks like weather uh, will cooperate this week in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Sneaky shootout just because these defenses suck. And both quarterbacks can actually get the ball downfield. Look at Eli. Eli, something to prove on Monday Night Football. Really um, taking advantage of some of the newer weapons on the New York side of the ball. Slayton is, he looks tough, man. He looks tough. I will say with when it comes to Slayton, you know, he's not going to compare for guys like A.J. Brown uh, for us just because the target share, or Cortland Sutton, no way, just because the target share is a little risky and it comes with questions now that Tate, Shepard, maybe even Ingram are back. Tough guy to start. Um, but stock is looking up for that guy. Um, and we'll see about Devonte Parker. Uh, I guess he was practicing in a non-contact Jersey, got concussed last week, fantasy heartbreaker, man. He was, there was no hotter wide receiver over the last four weeks than Devonte Parker. If you have him, hopefully he's back because this matchup is gorgeous. If he is back and you survived him getting concussed, uh, in the second quarter last week, 
start him. I, I don't think you can bench him. I just don't. He's that valuable. Fitzpatrick looks for him that many times. Uh, keep a close eye on Devontae Parker, and if for some reason somebody dropped him after last week because they thought his season might be over or something like that, pick him up immediately. Check to make sure Devontae Parker is owned in your fantasy football league, but of course, check to make sure that he's actually going to play on Sunday. NFC East rivalry game, yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles go to Washington, D.C., Eagles should be fucking ashamed of themselves. They they lost to the Dolphins. They should have lost to the Giants. They are really being held together by the seams right now. And part of that reason is Miles Sanders. We wrote about him in our bus call this week. Miles Sanders is starting to do a 2018 Tevin Coleman impression. And what I mean by that is, dude, you're given the fucking opportunity of a lifetime behind a Good offensive line, just like Tevin Coleman, with a good quarterback, just like Tevin Coleman last year, and an offense that should be able to score a lot of points, just like Tevin Coleman last year. And what did Sanders do over the past three weeks? Fucking sucked. He sucked. I'm sorry, but I mean, I know that you had, whatever, 85 total yards and a touchdown, um against the fucking Dolphins a few weeks ago. He looked slow against the Giants. He got hurt. He got removed from the game. And Boston Scott looked like, you know, 2011 Darren Sproles out there. Boston Scott has earned more touches. Jordan Howard should be coming back this week. Miles Sanders is an easy fade for us this week, especially after what he's shown us over the past month or so. Sucks for Alshon. Kind of bound to happen. That guy's career looks like it is, you know, teetering. He's out for the year. What's most concerning about this game, though, um, if you have Sanders, if you are hoping Jordan Howard comes back this week, which he might, if you originally thought that Carson Wentz at the skins in your fantasy semifinals was going to be awesome, is that this game's over under 40 even. That's a big red flag for us. I don't think you can start anyone, anyone in this entire game besides maybe Carson Wentz, if you have the stomach for it. Of course, Zach Ertz, and that's about it. I mean, Geis, Geis' season is done. Adrian Peterson has basically no ceiling to speak of and the Eagles defense on paper has a good front seven but I don't think you can start Eagles defense anymore I mean they just completely looked like dog shit against the fucking Giants and down in sunny Miami dog shit I don't think you can start them anymore either if you have to start a Redskin obviously it would be McLaurin but I (laughs) his floor is you know Two catches for 14 yards. So just be aware of that. There's a lot better dart throw guys in your flex position or WR3 or 4 than Terry McLaurin in this matchup. Seattle flies across the country to play play the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Carolina Panthers, I think, have lost 15 straight games. (laughs) They just look like a confused, we're giving up type of franchise. 
It should be a gigantic Chris Carson day. The uh, secret is out now. Carolina has a historically bad run defense. There is no Rashad Penny. Chris Carson, you could make the argument he should be ranked RB1 this week. Um, You know, you want to start DJ more normally in this game. And I like the Seattle defense a lot. Carolina is just falling apart, man. Remember when they were in, they were in NFC South playoff contention? Now they're five and eight. Yay. That is alarming to look at. Um, but Seattle defense, I, I like that play. Um, you know, a tricky guy to like uh, are either of these tight ends. Jacob Hollister. He was one of the new shiny fantasy football toys there for about a month. Um, He's kind of shown what his limited ceiling looks like over the past three weeks or so. Not really feeling that start this week, especially in a game where Seattle could run the ball 35 times. Um, And, you know, it's not the type of game where they want Russell dropping back a million times. Russell's a fine start, not an you know exceptional one this week. Um, and on the other side of the ball, if Greg Olson is out, Ian Thomas has played well. I don't really, I don't really like him this week either. I just view both him and Hollister as too scary of floors. If you're looking for a tight end fill in for your fantasy semifinals, Jacksonville goes out to Oakland this week in a classic somebody has to win this game somehow Oakland's favored by a touchdown I guess makes sense now that Josh Jacobs is playing um against this awful run defense in Oakland sure seven points let's do that for the Raiders even though they've gotten beaten like a fucking drum the last three weeks um I really really like both Didi and Chris Connolly this week. We wrote that we wrote about them in the sleeper column of the week. Um, Oakland secondary is a disgrace. I mean, you look at some of their box scores, and they are making some guys just look absolutely amazing. They made Darnold look amazing. They made Tannehill look like you know John Elway. Um, they even made Rivers look like young Rivers. Like I, the secondary in this pass defense is pathetic. Let's assume that DJ Chark does not play. If he doesn't, I don't mind. Um, Connolly really like Westbrook. You know, come down to Minshew. I I just think they're very very exploitable. It could be a nice sneaky shootout type of game as well. Um, and everyone else, you know what to do. Cannot start Tyrell Williams in fantasy football semis. No. Derek Carr should not even be rostered. Uh, Darren Waller, sure. Fournette, sure. Jacobs, yes. Thank God for all you Jacobs fantasy football owners. He's going to get to play in this game because the matchup is so sweet. Um, and unfortunately, there goes any DeAndre Washington appeal. Oh, well, that was fun. Hope you didn't spend too much of your uh, remaining waiver wire budget on the guy. Cleveland goes to Arizona. Been getting a lot of questions this week about whether you can start Baker Mayfield in your fantasy football playoff, I guess. I mean, on paper, the matchup looks great. 
The matchup looks great. Baker could shit the bed at any time, though. Over under at 48 looks nice and healthy. I don't hate Baker. I just think that if 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 you need 25 from your quarterback or 30, depending on scoring, just be careful here. He could just fuck you over. Then you'll be so mad and ask yourself, how did I start Baker Mayfield in my fucking fantasy football semifinals? Be very careful. Very careful. Another element not to fuck around with, don't fuck around with Arizona's backfield. Who knows? David Johnson caught a touchdown last week. Kenyon Drake seems to be the guy. The offensive line sucks. Never know when Chase Edmonds is coming back. Um, I don't touch this backfield with a 10-foot pole. It's becoming much, 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 much more apparent, but Jarvis Landry is just had such a better season than OBJ in so many ways. Catches, yards, touchdowns, consistency, uh, ability to stretch the field, everything you want. Jarvis Landry is a no-doubt-about-it starter. Massive upside in this game. Really like him a lot. OBJ, if you want to bench him, you know, do whatever you want with that guy. Told We, we told the Uncut Fantasy Sports audience to bench him last week. What do you have? Two for 30? Two catches for 30 fucking yards. I, I Again, the matchup says you should play him, but you know what the risks are. Who do you want to start more? A.J. Brown or OBJ? Listen to that question. The fact that that question even has to be asked. D.D. Westbrook or OBJ? Yeah, well, go to our website to check out our rankings if you want to see where we kind of rank these guys. And last chance for the 2019 season for David Njoku came back. We all know that Arizona is by far the worst defense when it comes to covering a tight end. If there's going to be a time where you can start David Njoku and you want to take a chance, this is it. Good luck. (laughs) Minnesota goes out to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Um, What's like a tricky little game if you're in Vegas? You would figure it would be pretty lopsided. No, Minnesota minus two and a half. Vegas knows the Chargers can score, have been on the other side of bad luck a lot this year. Just look what they did last week in Jacksonville. Speaking of which, man, on the on the fantasy football MVP roster, by position, we need to figure out a way to include Austin Eckler. What a badass motherfucker. Oh, my God. Guy looks so much better than Gordon. Um, so much cheaper than Gordon for the Los Angeles Chargers. I really hope that they keep him around and get rid of Gordon because he is awesome, just awesome. Um, And I will say, in this matchup, be very careful with Kirk Cousins, very careful. We We like him more than some of the other guys that we're talking about being careful with here, but the one thing about the Chargers that you should be very aware of for all the issues they've gone through and all the criticism they've received and, you know, misfortune and this and that, their secondary is pretty good. Um, so just be careful. This could be much more of a grinded out game than people realize. Um, obviously, you're starting Cook, you're starting Gordon, you're going to start uh, Eckler, you're going to start Keenan Allen, you're going to start Diggs. If Thielen doesn't play, big if. We'll see. 
you got to start Rudolph too. I love, love what Rudolph is doing without Thielen. Um, he's a much easier start than some of these tight end guys that we're talking about. The resurgent Los Angeles Rams come to the what-are-we-doing Dallas Cowboys. What a fascinating game. Essentially, if you don't win this game, I mean, you're in a spot where you need multiple levels of help uh, to get into the playoffs. So it's going to be a desperation game. 49 point over under, Rams minus one, should be pretty even, should be pretty fun. But this is also the type of game where I like getting shares of just because, you know, in a desperation game for real NFL teams, fourth and two, you're going to go for it most likely, you know? Um, I I like having a lot of shares in this game. Be careful with Goff. You know what his floor is. You know what he's done the last two weeks as well. So you know what the upside is. You know what the floor is. I like Goff more than some of the other guys we talked about, but I'm not. I don't love Goff. The Cowboys defense isn't that bad, and for a while there we thought they were good. So just be careful there. Again, check out the ratings. Higby. Higby emerging while Brandon Cooks disappears. It's kind of a, you know, now you see me, now you don't type of routine here. Higby looks like a badass. He's a tight end I would like to stream. He's a guy we suggested streaming last week, and he busted out again. I think he went 9 for 117, something like that. Meanwhile, I don't know how you can start Brandon Cooks. I mean, I don't even I don't even know if he's rostered right now in your fantasy league, right? Like, that's tough sledding right there, boy. No way can you touch that guy in your semifinals. Uh, but yeah, love the desperation uh, game script here for both real football and fantasy football. Should be a really fun game to watch. America's Game of the Week, which is always a funny fucking marketing plug for Fox. Atlanta goes across the country to play San Francisco. Man, this is the Raheem Mostert show now, huh? His arrow is pointing way up. Tevin Coleman, we've talked about for the last two. I don't want to waste time or my energy talking about Tevin Coleman anymore. I told you, that guy sucks. Raheem Mostert, though, looks like a stud. He's our top running back choice for our 2019 Week 15 sleeper team on the website. Jimmy Garoppolo looks good, historically good down there in New Orleans. And you know who else looks good playing with Jimmy G? Debo. Love Debo. I like Debo more than a lot of these other name brand guys who've just not been able to get out of their funk like OBJ. Jimmy loves him. He looks explosive. He looks like he's a handful to tackle. He has great hands. He's big. Love Debo this week against the Falcons. Love him. Love him. Also on our 2019 Week 15 Sleeper team on the website. Careful with Matt Ryan. There's no Calvin Ridley. He's out for the year. Obviously, the matchup sucks. For some reason, this feels like a mid-game injury type of game for Matt Ryan. I don't love Ryan this week. Be very careful before you just slot him in because you've been doing it all year. Um, minus 11 for San Francisco. It's the only threat for Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo's upside um, and the only reason why Matt Ryan might be a decent start because they're constantly having to play catch-up. But just be very, very careful with Matt Ryan. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Buffalo versus the Steelers in a 36-point over-under. I mean, that is fucking gross. Here's what I'll say. Don't start 
anyone in this game. Don't force Josh Allen into your lineup. Don't get cute and think that John Brown is going to bust his slump in this game. I understand that Connor might play. Please find someone else. Please. If you own Connor, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, if you are just a fantasy football junkie, you know the fucking deal with Connor. He could get injured at any time. He can torpedo your fantasy football semifinals. Don't do it. Don't start Juju. Don't start Duck Hodges. Don't start any of the other Pittsburgh wide receivers. We talked about it in our bus column this week. That P- Pittsburgh wide receiver core is like fucking wide receiver roulette. Somebody's going to show up. Someone's going to play well. Sometimes it's going to be Johnson. Sometimes it's going to be Washington. Maybe it'll be Juju when he comes back. Maybe Jalen Samuels will catch eight balls. You don't know. We don't know. Why would you risk that against a Buffalo Bills defense in a 36-point over-under nighttime in Pittsburgh when it's going to be fucking freezing cold? No way. John Brown is busty this week. The only guy, the only guy, I would think about starting in this game in fantasy football semifinals is Devin Singletary, but it just seems like you're forcing the issue. You know how good the Steelers' defense is. You know how good they are at home. You know that Frank Gore is still alive and well. It just seems like you're forcing the issue with Singletary, and you can do better. Be careful when it comes to fantasy football players in this Sunday night game. Monday night, a little more easier to predict. Indianapolis going to New Orleans. Sorry about all the Kamara love that I showed over the last couple of weeks. I I don't understand how, how he can't get into the end zone. I just don't get it. Top five offensive line. Team scores 48 points last week, and Kamara doesn't do a fucking thing. That is a huge red flag game for him. If that team puts up nearly 50 points and Kamara doesn't do anything, yikes. Yikes. Oh. Um... Tough, another tough game to start Marlon Mack in. I know he gets the work and he <laughs> scored like, he put up like 30, 30 yards and a touchdown last week against a really tough Tampa Bay rush defense, but this is not much friendlier. You know, Marlon Mack is like a rich man's Bo Scarborough. He just, the work is there. The offensive line is there for Mack, but being a zero in the pass game in a game where you're projected to fall behind is dangerous. Um, and then, of course, keep an eye on Jared Cook. That sucks that he's playing um, Monday Night Football, but I will say my advice when it comes to Jared Cook, if he is your tight end and he's start and he's active, you got to start him. If he is your tight end and you would like a backup tight end just in case, go grab Josh Hill. That's a fantasy football playoff strategy. Back him up. Josh Hill, he'll score. I mean, he scores, you know, Breeze looks his way. Breeze is great at utilizing the tight end. Uh, This is an exploitable matchup, but that's the Jared Cook move right there. Okay, those are your week 15 fantasy football headlines as you look to move from the semifinals into the finals. A sincere good luck from Uncut Fantasy Sports.
and we'll see you next week for your fantasy football finals. Mm-hmm.